0: So today we are continuing our series called Brutiful. Life is both brutal and it's beautiful all at the same time. And because it's Mother's Day, uh, I asked Laura if she would share, but not just because it's Mother's Day, because um, today what we're going to be talking about this, the whole idea of this series is finding beauty in the brutal things of life. Life is going to be brutal for every person, whether you are the righteous and the unrighteous alike. Mm but it's God who helps the righteous to find the beauty in the brutal. And today we're gonna to be talking about healing the hurt. And as I began thinking through this, I just thought Laura was, you're gonna share a little bit about your story and, and how God has brought you through that. And I think it's gonna be so helpful today. If you have a Bible, go to Mark chapter five. Laura's gonna read this here in just a moment. And as you're looking for that, uh, we read out of the New Living Translation. If you don't have a Bible, get Version, great app, download it. But if you're new to the scriptures, Mark um, wrote down the accounts of Jesus' life. And, and this is one of those accounts. There's this uh, leader in, in a synagogue, and he, his daughter is deathly ill. And he comes to Jesus and says, will you heal my daughter? And Jesus says, yes. So Jesus and the crowd begin to go to his home to see his daughter and to heal his daughter. And in the middle of all this, they're interrupted by a woman who is desperate for her healing. That's where we pick up this story. It's in Mark chapter 5 and verse 25.
1: Yeah, it says, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She um, had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten worse, not better. In fact, she, she heard about Jesus and she came up behind him through the crowd. She touched his robe for she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had reached, that she had been healed from that terrible condition. Jesus realized at once That healing power had gone out of him. So he turned around in the crowd and he asked, who touched my robe?
0: Keep going. Let's read a little bit more. And then
1: he says, uh, the disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. And then the frightened woman trembling at the realization of what had happened to her and
0: by the way she's trembling because she is a woman who has been bleeding jesus is a rabbi he's a holy man you don't touch him you don't come near him you are you are unclean so that's why this is so nerve-wracking for her because it's about to not go well
1: yes and um so she came and she fell to her knees in front of him told him what she had done and he said to her daughter Your faith has made you well. Mm. Go in peace. Mm. Your suffering is over.
0: So today we're going to talk about healing the hurt. Let's pray, and then we're going to dig into the word. Father, thank you for every mom that's watching today. Uh, We pray that they, regardless of where they find themselves, that they would feel blessed, they would know your love. I pray for all of us, though, just on this Mother's Day, we all have hurts from our past. That, that need to be healed. So would you guide us through this today, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody in your neighborhood gathering, say amen. amen.
1: Yeah, this is exciting. Well, um, so a couple of years ago, Brad and I went to Branson, and we just happened into a tea shop. <laughs>
0: it.
1: Just happened to, oh,
0: yeah, because everyone knows how, my love for tea. And I said, Laura, I've got to go get, so we must have a spot of tea.
1: So this young girl is uh, behind the counter, and she's telling us all about the different teas. And this, this tea helps you with blood pressure, and this tea helps you with that. And so she comes to this one tea, and she says, now that tea helps you lose weight. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then she says, I've lost 37 pounds since Mother's Day. And it's Ooh. like September. That got your attention. She's showing us <laughs> pictures. And uh, and Brad, she said
0: all she did was drink that Oolong yeah, tea. Yeah,
1: all she did was, and we're like, I, you know, I'm kind of like. You're uh.
0: skeptical. But and I, you're
1: over here going, well, it's $9. That's, that's what I said. I was is.
0: like, it's $9. Why not buy it? Why not try it? So you did. So we did, and, you... and
1: we, I took it home. I, I was like, I'm going to blindly just go two to four weeks. I'm going to just try it. And, oh, my gosh, it began to work. And I began to just drop the pounds. Mm-hmm. And
0: I mean, drop the pounds. I mean, I was like, girl, you'd be looking fine. I was like, rawr,
1: rawr. I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> can, can so we do that in church? So all of a sudden, I'm, like, talking about oolong all the time. And I'm, like, telling everybody, you like, became, how great yeah. oolong tea is.
0: In fact, I, I called you the oolong evangelist because any woman, every woman was coming up going, girl, you'd be looking good. What did you do, girl? And you would go, oh, and you'd launch into your oolong speech.
1: So then this guy over here says to me, you are a oolong tea evangelist, and you talk more about Oolong tea, then you talk about Jesus.
0: <laughs> so it? It was-
1: I took a hard look at my words, and I said he's absolutely right.
0: But it was uh, the reason I said that though was when I started watching because I saw so many people asking you, and there's so many diet fads. Yeah. And this is just, and, and what I realize is, wait a minute, because they're going to go home, they're going to buy the oolong tea, and it's not going to work, and they're going to wonder, oh, it's just it doesn't work. Well, and, and
1: then you notice that people around me were drinking, and it wasn't working.
0: Yeah, so, and, and <laughs> that sounds terrible. Like, I was like, I go, girl, it ain't working on you. I wasn't No, <laughs> it
1: just, people, you know, might try it here and there. And, I know, but
0: that's sounds so funny what you just said. <laughs> anyway, so, but uh, what I said to you was, hey, the truth is, oolong is playing a part. But that's not the only thing. There's there's something else that has happened and transpired that's caused you yeah. to, to drop yeah. the weight. Because you do have, I mean, just health, the, your health, your yeah. vibrance, your vitality, yeah. even your, just your confidence has dramatically changed mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic. Well, it what wasn't we realized
1: was... is, like Brad said, it, it was a tool, and that's all it was. But tell everybody what and happened. And that uh, people would use it and it wouldn't work. But, the, but this is the thing is that what I – I realized when I started thinking about what he'd said is that this was coming off of the heels of a deep-seated wound that I had had, that I was getting free from, that I was healing from. And what I started realizing is, is that it can that that deep wounds affect every area of our lives. I, th- I think
0: what it was you didn't realize how that wound was affecting, was affecting these things. And you were just kind of yeah. trying to do all these different things. But once you address that wound yeah. and once you began to heal from that wound, it changed everything. And that's what's so interesting about wounds, because we all have these wounds and these mm-hmm. things that we need to heal from. And if you don't heal from them, it can affect every area of your life. It's like playing in the background. Yeah. So if you go to talk to any doctor, they'll tell you that diabetes and heart issues and high blood pressure and on and on and on and obesity are yeah. can all be tied many times, not the only thing, but many times tied because there's something in your past you never healed from, people who are having, believe it or not, your financial problem. You think, I'm having all these financial issues, and you don't realize Mm -hmm. it's tied directly to a wound that you have from your past or a relationship that's, you can't, you can never have a healthy, good relationship. You're going from relationship to relationship, and it's all tied to something in your past. Or sometimes it's your relationship with Christ. You watch everybody else having this, this vibrant relationship with Jesus, and you can't get over the hump, and it's really tied to something in your past. So here's what we're going to talk about for a few minutes. I'd like for you to write this down. I mm-hmm. won't heal from the pain until I heal, excuse me, until I deal with the hurt. I won't heal from the pain until I deal, deal
1: with the hurt. With
0: the hurt. So Mark chapter five, let's go back to it. It's the story of this woman. She's dealing with this wound. Hers is not an emotional wound. It's a physical wound that she has and she's struggling To find the healing, and we read this in verse 25, a woman in the crowd, she had Mm -hmm. suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. So, this is crazy.
1: Yeah, because you think about that, you know, she's having to go on with life. This isn't like she's gone to bed. I mean, she's still living, she's still working, she's probably working in the field, taking care of a family, taking care of other people. She's still having to go on. With life. and
0: this is 12 years yeah. of this, so it's just become a part of her life. Yeah, like she's, she's gets
1: used to gets the used pain. to
0: it, and she's just like, I, this is my plight in life.
1: Well, this like is, me, this like, is as good as it's gonna get. You get used to things like I deal with chronic pain, mm-hmm. and I you get used to the the limitations, the things that you can't do. Right, and then that can even become like. Then it becomes even like your identity. Like I'm the mom that I can't be real physical at the school. I can't go and do the stuff in the gym, or or maybe you're, it's the pain is deep inside of you, not chronic pain on the on like your physical body, but that deep rooted seeded uh, pain. It's like, well, I can't be the mom that does this or does that.
0: I think about this this lady here that she. Basically, is saying, "Well, I can't go and do that because I have this, yeah, and and yeah. I've always, always wanted to do this. Yeah, but 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 I can't. And what happens when you're hurting is you will limit yourself and limit what God wants to do yeah. in you.
1: Well, and like Mother's Day, today is such a great day for moms. Oh my gosh, it's to be celebrated and wonderful. But for some. It's, it's not a celebration. It's a day of pain, mm-hmm. um, a day of suffering. And so what can happen is you could look over and see someone celebrating, and yet you're over here and, and your kids won't call you. Or you don't have, you know, maybe you don't have a great relationship with your mom, and you're like, I see her with her mom and her grandma, I don't have that relationship. Mm. And so I'm the one that can't have that relationship, and that becomes our identity. And you or, settle.
0: Do you settle in set, and say, oh, that's such a good word. this is as good as it is going to be Yeah, because get.
1: we, as moms, that can become our identity. Like, I'm a mom. Mm. I'm a mom, and that's my identity, so if and you that limits that.
0: And if you don't settle, here's what you do. You get desperate. And this woman, she was hurting. She got desperate, okay? Listen to how desperate she was, verse 26. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. So she's going to a lot of doctors over Mm -hmm. the years. Say this with me in your neighborhood gathering. She had spent everything everything she she had. had. She spent every, talk about desperate, everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse.
1: Well, and when we're desperate, let's just face it, we reach for something mm. desperation causes us to reach for something because well, you, we yeah. want to ease the pain yeah. I mean we we want something I mean like maybe it's food and it's like I, I gotta have a cupcake I've got to have chips.
0: You know what's interesting is you don't even notice that's why you're doing you're it. You're not
1: making those connections. But it, what
0: happens is it's it's you're releasing endorphins. You're releasing yeah. uh, dopamine every time you do that because you need a hit of something. So yeah. it could Some be kind anything. Of
1: anything. It could be uh, I got to get a new house. I, I don't know. I just got to get a new house.
0: I got to get a new guy. I got to get a new girl. I yeah. got Somebody like pornography. I was talking to somebody who's dealing with pornography, and I said it's not pornography. Yeah, That's not your issue. Your issue is you have this deep-seated pain, and you're trying to give yourself a hit of dopamine and endorphins oh, to yeah. try to get yourself. But here's the thing. It's only temporary. It does work, but it's only temporary.
1: Yeah, it's just a temporary relief. And when we grab for that, it's what's happening is that wound, and it's temporary. And I was thinking about... That we can't get free until we deal with that wound. Right. So I remember sitting down with my um, sister-in-law and I was talking to her. But before that, I had been, had this stirring in my heart that God was wanting me to let go of my deep wound. He was wanting to, me to let go. It, people that love me were saying, Laura, you need to let this go. But when I sat down with my sister-in-law and looked her face to the face, she said to me, you have got to have a funeral. And so I did.
0: And those are some deep words for some of you. You need Mm -hmm. to have a funeral. And that's the whole problem is because a funeral is final. Yep. And and anybody anybody who's had to bury somebody you love, you have to have the funeral because it's going to be final.
1: Yep. You have to go in, you have to walk through that pain. You have to you have to mourn the pain. But then you've got to walk away from that pain.
0: And that is so good cuz I think of it like like an actual funeral cuz I I've done plenty of funerals. Yeah. Like you you one of, the, one of the hardest things is the video you got to make, because you got to make a video and you got to go through all the pictures. You got to go through all the pictures, yeah. and, and so, that's what you listen for. Some of you, if you're going to have the funeral, you you got to you got to sit down and you got to be in it. you got to mourn it and you got to walk yeah. through it. But what happens at every funeral when it's over, you walk away from the graveside. And for some of you today. You're still camped out at the graveside. You're still mourning that you're still sitting there and you got to get up and you got to start moving away because here, you won't heal from the pain until you deal with the hurt. So this woman, she has tried everything Mm. and nothing has worked, It's, it's gotten worse. And it says this in verse 27, she had heard about Jesus. She'd heard the stories. Now she doesn't know he's the Son of God, she doesn't know he's the Messiah. she just knows this is a rabbi and, and I've heard he does miracles. I've met people, he's done miracles in their lives. I mean for some of you, come on, you've met people, you've heard about Jesus, you've heard about the miracles. So she came up behind him through the crowd because again, he's a rabbi. she's not supposed to be near him or touch him and she's like, if I could just if I could just touch his robe. she thought, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. What's going on? She is desperate. Yeah. She's desperate, and she's tired and wore out by mm-hmm. all the years of pain and all the whispers of people around her. And she just thinks to herself, if I just reach out and touch Jesus, maybe, just maybe, healing will come.
1: Well, and like her, the woman, David, David in the Bible, the king of Israel, David was desperate. And I'm going to read a scripture in a few moments. He was desperate because he had sinned against God, and he's he's Psalms 51. He's crying out that whole chapter for mercy because he realizes what he's done to God. As he's sorrowful because it there's been pain, but he's caused the pain. He's the one that has actually caused the pain. So in uh, Psalms 51:12. In the Passion Translation, I love the way this reads. It says, let my passion for life be restored. Tasting joy in every breakthrough you bring to me. David, on the other spectrum, was the one who caused the pain. Mm -hmm. But the, the woman, she's just wanting distance. She wants to be away from the pain. But both of them want their passion for life and joy restored.
0: Yeah, I, I, I lo- they, they're both in pain. Whether yep. you've caused the pain or yep. the pain has been caused to you, yeah it, it, it doesn't matter. All you've got to do is reach out for Jesus. Some, sometimes you've been hurt, and some, the truth is, for some of you. You've hurt somebody, but what I want to say to you today is even if you've hurt somebody, healing is for everybody. Yep. Okay. Every no one Mm -hmm. is exempt from this because God sees all who are hurting and He He wants to give mercy. He wants to give grace. He wants to pour out His his compassion. Now that's listen, look what it says in verse 29 for this woman. It says this immediately. Come on, in your neighborhood gathering, everybody together say, immediately. Immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. This is so critical to know. Healing happens immediately. When you cry out to God and you ask him to heal you, it is immediate. But healing is also a process. Yeah, It's a process of restoration. Mm-hmm. It's a process of recovery.
1: Well, and so is weight loss, like we were talking earlier. Um, For me, I decided one day in September, I am tired of this weight. I said it, and my choice was immediate, but my process was over time. Mm. Matter of fact, one day I woke up and I'd lost my wedding ring. That's how much the weight I'd lost. And thankfully, I found it in the bed. But Yeah, I,
0: thank goodness you found it. Because I'm, I'm like, uh, I can't believe this girl looking like this. She's out running around. I'm like, why you be running around without your wedding ring? You're like, oh, it just accidentally fell off. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, get a ring on it because I know how every guy out there, th- this woman is taken. Okay?
1: <laughs> so I took the ring and I was like, I want to wear the ring, but I don't want to lose it. But then I thought, I, what if I gain the weight back? And so I, I put it away and I said, I'm going to wait mm-hmm. a year yep. before I get it resized because like weight loss, it's a process. Well, what I
0: liked is that you set something in front of you and you said, I'm yeah. working towards restoration. Yeah. I'm, and that ring for you represented your restoration and your full and complete healing. Like, I'm, I know I'm healed here and I've accepted my healing, but now I'm going to begin to walk it out. Yeah. And for some of you, that's what you may need to do. Listen, it's, some of you, it's as simple as you just need to get in God's word. Yeah. Every day, walk it out with God. Get in the Word. Let it let it heal your soul. For for some of you, you need to go to counseling. Nothing wrong with counseling. If you listen, if you have a deep seated wound, Laura has done counseling. I've done counseling. I, I think it's one of the yeah. best things that you can do. Is speak Especially if you have so a deep helpful. wound, because oh, you're going to heal. But so many people, they'll go. Here's what they do: they'll go to one counseling session, and they'll be like, "Didn't work for me, or is okay." And then they stay. Of course, it's
1: not going to work. It's not going to work one time.
0: So what? I, or maybe you get into core group. I think core groups are one of the best things. I can tell you right now that if you're watching in isolation right now, the enemy loves that. Yeah. Right now, he's like, "I got you where I want you," because you have nobody to talk to, and you're like, "Well, my kids are here," or you're like, "Well, my spouse is here." Um, no, no, no. You need to talk to somebody. And God says, move out of that. Get in a neighborhood gathering. Get into a core group. And our core groups, uh, get in them and start talking and start the process of healing. Because again, you won't heal from the pain. Mm until you deal with the hurt. All right, verse, verse 30. We're, we're running out of time here, but let's go to verse 30. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him, so he turned around in the crowd and he asked, who touched my robe? Now, this is critical. Look back at the scripture. It's a question mark, not an exclamation point. In other words, Jesus did not turn around in disgust and right. say, hey, what are you doing? No, no, no. This, his, his tone here is one of compassion. It, it, it's one of mercy. It's one of grace. Like, he wants to know who has touched him. So often, we just operate out of hurt. Like, I, I've been hurt, so I keep people at a distance. Right,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm, I not, I I'm know, not going there. I'm not going to start any new relationships.
0: I know if I reach out, I'm just going to get hurt again. Yeah. But what we want you to know is this today, is that God's not like other people. In fact, God says he's true to his nature. He is faithful and he is loving and he's merciful. Paul reminds us of this in 2 Timothy 2.13. He says, if we are unfaithful, say it with me, what? He He remains remains faithful, faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. Come on, turn to somebody in your neighborhood gathering, encourage them right now, say you can trust in God. You can trust Mm -hmm. in God.
1: Because it's not God's nature to be mean-spirited, it's God's nature to be full of love and in that love to be merciful and to be faithful and t- to bring you in, not push you away. Look at look at
0: Jesus' reaction here to this woman. This is his reaction to you. He turns around and he says to her, daughter. Yeah,
1: there's you, your identity back.
0: You are a son and you are a daughter yep. of the Most High God. You are loved by the Father. And he said, your faith has made you well, go in peace come on say this with me your suffering, suffering is over, over. Mm. your suffering is over look like, for some of you you got to stop treating the symptoms today yeah you got you got to say well i'm gonna grab for that cupcake i'm yeah. gonna that yeah. new relationship that's just a symptom go yeah. buy that. i'm gonna the, no they just don't deal with the sin you got to go back to the root yeah And that root maybe for you is bitterness, that you become bitter towards a person or bitter towards God or bitter even towards yourself for what you have done. And you have got to root out that seed of bitterness and cast it out of your life. And then, like you
1: said, You've got to re—you've got to plant something else in there. Because you've you got to walk something. to your restoration. It's like a seed of bitterness. You have to yank out that root, but you've got to put something else in there. You've got to take authority over the enemy, and you do that with God's word. You just read that word. You say, uh, right here he says, my suffering is over. And so you just mark it. You say, right there, that's what Jesus says. I'm not going back. And I'm not letting the enemy replant something there. But when we take authority in Jesus' name and we stand, there is power in that. Just like the the ancient scriptures say so, is that there was power Mm. that went out of Jesus. There is power that comes into us because I say... My suffering is over. This
0: is so good. Don't, listen, think of it like this. Don't take authority based on what the doctor said. Well, I, I am healed yep. because the doctor said I'm going to be healed. Okay, that's great. I love doctors, but don't. don't that's not your authority. Okay, I, I am financially free. No, I, I am. I am. This, no, I am healed because of who Jesus is and because of what He has done. Absolutely. Like you're yes. talking about. You're standing on the authority of the one who has died mm-hmm. and has risen from the grave. Okay, He is alive. He sits at the right hand of the Father, and then you stand in that authority and you say, "Oh, oh come on, somebody, my." suffering is over, you won't heal from the pain until you deal with the hurt.